This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to the Betting Weekly Podcast, our UEFA Champions League edition. And joining me on the show uh, today, hopefully uh, to bring us some winning picks, are the brilliant uh, James Eastham. James, uh, welcome. First time we're working together. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you, Harry. Great to be on the show. Uh, Yep, first Champions League show performance, as you say so. Looking forward to it. Good stuff. Should be a good one. And also joining us is uh, Mr. Portugal himself, uh, Carlos Santos, coming to us from another hotel room somewhere else uh, exactly. on the continent of Africa, Rabat I'm guessing. Morocco. <laughs> there you go. There you go. He's always somewhere. Uh, Carlos, how are you, my friend? I'm very good. I just wanted to make clear that I only accepted to do this show to see if I could bring more people to the Primeira League show, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that's it. Let's make some picks. Well, we're having a great time on the Premier League show because, of course, the picks are paying off. The numbers in terms of views are going up. Make sure you check that out on the channel. Also, the League Earn show in which uh, James takes part in uh, is flying as well. So that's a good segue into a quick look at the Bet Rivers Handicappers League table. And you can see that we've brought the A-team today. No offence to everybody else, but the League Earn and the Premier Liga podcasts are sitting at the top of the pile. League Earn uh, plus nine units in profit and the Premier Liga plus 578. So the guys are flying the Champions League so far this season. We're on plus 0.75. So we are in profit, but I'm sure we can extend that uh, profit margin a little bit further in the coming week. So very much looking forward to getting the guys' picks in this show. Let's start with you, uh, James. Um, you are our resident French football expert, and I can see looking at your picks that you've lent towards uh, some of the French teams. And that makes perfect sense to me, right? Go with what you know. And uh, your first pick involves Paris Saint-Germain, who take on Maccabi Haifa. Talk us through this one. Yes, I have stuck, not completely, but largely to the French teams, Harry, in Europe this week. Um, what I know best. And PSG are home to Maccabi Haifa um, in Group H in the Champions League. And I'm back in PSG here. I'm back in PSG on the Asian Handicap. They're available at minus 2.5 on the Asian Handicap at minus 122. So for people who don't use Asian Handicap betting much, um, PSG minus 2.5 on the Asian Handicap is a bet on PSG to win the game by three or more goals, um, which I think is a strong bet on this match for a couple of reasons. Um, the first reason is to do with motivation. Uh, PSG are top of Group H, 
But their only top on goal difference from uh, Benfica, as Carlos will know, it's been a tight race in this group between these two teams. So although we're four matches in, they haven't qualified yet, let alone won the group. So there's absolutely no question of PSG easing off yet. That won't be happening. They'll be fully fired up to play well uh, this week. It is a big game for them. They'll want to get the job done this week rather than it dragging on to the final day. And I think they'll want to do it in style because that's the PSG way. Um, Another factor on this game is they should have good team news. There might be issues at the back. There have been injuries to Nuno Mendes, to Presnel Kimbembe. But up front, the big three should be available and we're expecting to see Messi, Mbappe and Neymar all play. Um, and they've warmed up for this game in pretty good style as well. They won 3-0 at Ajaxio in the French League at the weekend. They created a lot of chances in that game. Messi and Mbappe combined very, very well. So they're looking sharp. Um, and then the final reason on this game, uh, Harry, is that if you look back at the last six seasons in the group stages, PSG have always won at least one of their home games in the group stage by a very big margin at least once in each of the last seasons, they've won by three or more goals. If you look down the list of home results during that period, there's been a 5-0 win against Galatasaray. There was a 5-0 win against Anderlecht. There was a 7-1 win against Celtic. So normally one of their three group games ends in an emphatic home win for PSG. And at the moment, we are still waiting for that. They drew 1-1 at home to Benfica. They could only beat uh, Juventus 2-1. I say only. It's a bit harsh, that, isn't it, on Juventus? But we're still waiting for that big home performance from PSG that they've normally got in them during the group stage. And I'm fairly confident that they'll be aware of that because they're used to winning at least one of these group matches at home where they do get very good support, it should be said, at PSG uh, by a big margin. So I fancy them fairly strongly here. Maccabi Haifa have... um, maybe in a way done a little bit better than some people expected by by beating Juventus, which they did do. But other than that, they have looked the weakest team in the group. Uh, so back in PSG here, I'm fairly confident that they can win by three or more goals. And the odds there, minus 122, I think that's worth taking. Brilliant stuff. Uh, let's come to you, Carlos, because your first pick is from that group as well, Benfica take on Juventus. Uh, Talk us through uh, your thinking behind this one. Yeah, we stick to Group H here uh, and uh, we're just looking at uh, double chance X2, so for uh, a draw or Juve to win and both sides to score at 295. Um, So it's, it's, we get to a point where it starts to be too many games without a loss for Benfica, right? Mm. Uh, I spoke about this in the Primera Liga show. I went against them one time. It didn't work, I think. Now, um, even with uh, the way they are playing and they are just coming off uh, a great win in the Clasico, which uh, went against our odds, but in the end, the game was clearly affected by what happened in halfway through the first half with uh, Porto's midfielder being uh, red-carded. That conditioned the rest of the game, obviously. Um, but yeah, it, they were a bit lucky, but even though they are motivated by this, uh, I think that Juve improved a little bit lately. They've been slightly better. Um, they're coming from two strong league wins. Uh, and yeah, even though they still have uh, probably Chiesa will not play, Federico Chiesa, um, I still think they uh, they can their offense will work. Their offense will work and Befica's defense uh, 
has been positive. Uh, they have been working well. Otamendi, Antonio Silva. Antonio Silva has been now pre-called for the World Cup, which which would be uh, a first. He's very, very young for a centre-back. Um, but it's a deserved prize to be in that list. And yeah, Moise Keane uh, will be available to play as well for uh, for Juve. And uh, this guy, I've, I've seen him play... Uh, in an under-17 match very many years ago in Portugal, in the remote side city in Portugal, uh, I believe that he can come through for us. And I think that Juve, Juve will not, will not uh, lose this game. It just doesn't feel right, uh, a bit to what, uh, to what James said uh, in his pick, to see Juve with the same points as Maccabi Haifa at this point in mm. the Champions uh, League group stage, you know? So... I think that will change now. I think, yes, I agree with James on his pick. And I think that we will see a different, uh, a different shape to the, to the, to the group here, to group H. Yeah, they should, they should still concede a goal because they haven't been consistent on that, uh, on that, on the defensive part of the, of their, uh, of their game. And, uh, Neres is back for Benfica as well at full speed and strength, and he had been uh, an amazing, uh, amazing player for for Benfica this season. And now it seems like he was just ready to play this game, and now he's back. You know, that's that's what the Portuguese media is talking about. Of Neres is back for Juve and so on, because they're really keen on Benfica topping the group, and Schmidt can actually beat the Benfica's point record ever uh, in the Champions League group stage. So. I'm not seeing this as a bad game for Benfica. I still think Benfica can actually make the, the record if they draw this one. And I think that's that's what's going to happen and why, why my pick is going X2 for double chance and for both sides to score. So, yeah, I think um, Benfica, will, Benfica will score one uh, for sure at home. But uh, Juve will uh, will not allow themselves to be out of the race just yet, you know. So uh, Allegri also came through uh, last in the weekend and said, uh, "Yeah, Benfica hasn't lost this season. Huh? Mm, that's uh, that's a very good record. Maybe that streak ends now, you know, or ends very soon." And I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, his words his words uh, will be heard. You know, it's a win or go home. Uh, for Juve, Benfica, um, hmm. they just need a draw, you know, but uh, they should still search for goals. They're playing home. They can beat a record. They're basing themselves on this to to get a, to get the qualification. And, uh, yeah, Juve will certainly be more aggressive and will try and go for the goal. So I cannot see Juve losing this match. So that's where I'm getting at. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, let's come back to you, James. Uh, sticking with the French theme, uh, Marseille take on Eintracht Frankfurt. And uh, you're predicting goals in this one. Yes, Eintracht Frankfurt, Marseille. I'm going with both teams to score, which is available at minus 120. This is one of those groups which is absolutely wide open. It's been uh, really uh, exciting for the neutrals to watch. So it's Group D. Tottenham are top of this group with seven points. Then you have Marseille and Sporting on six points each and Eintracht Frankfurt on four points. So it's, it's all to play for here. And it's a massive game for that reason. I think Eintracht Frankfurt at home will probably be a bit disappointed, actually, to have only four points on the board. They're doing they're doing well in the Bundesliga. They're fourth in the Bundesliga. And they won this fixture um, against Marseille, the first meeting between the two sides in France. So they won't be overawed by playing Marseille, having already won that match. And yeah, it's such a tight group with three points from 
from top to bottom, uh, yeah, Antwerp Frank will, will go into it. Still, I would imagine, you know, fairly confident they've they've got a good chance of going through here. So it's a really open group, and and that's actually a factor in my pick here on on both teams to score because I I think when it's this open and all four teams can qualify. With only two games to go, I think it, it, it focuses people's minds and it's it's now or never. And I think that's what we'll see play out in this game. I think it will be quite an open match. With Frankfurt uh, going for it and, and hoping to win it, obviously, and believing they probably can win it. And I think that will really dictate that Marseille will be involved in the game being open, whether they want it to or not. Um, Marseille go into this with a few problems of their own. They've lost their last uh, three matches in the French League. So although they're in quite good form in Europe, they beat Sporting home and away, which has dragged them straight back into this group. They're not in great form at home. It's hard to see them shutting out Eintracht Frankfurt for the entire match. But I do think Marseille have got enough at the other end to score, especially with their backs against the walls potentially at some point in this match and, and needing a goal. Um, and again, there are a few stats that would back that up. If you look at Eintracht Frankfurt's uh, league matches, their 11 league games so far have in, in Germany have featured 42 goals, which is the most goals of any team in the Bundesliga. So this is a side who have been involved in high-scoring matches in the league this season. And I, I think they will go for it. I think they'll play to those attacking strengths and there will be chances at the other end uh, for Marseille. And, and just on the motivation from Marseille's point of view, for people who maybe don't follow League One that closely, it's difficult to overstate what an important tournament this is for Marseille this season. They spent, by their own standards, really big in the summer, far more money than we thought they'd spend in order to try to get into the knockout stages of this competition. And if they don't, it will leave them probably short of revenue that they need. They brought in the likes of Alexis Sanchez, who was probably the biggest name signing in order to progress in Europe. But they brought in nine or 10 other players as well, spending you know 9 million euros here, 10 million euros there on players. So by League One standards, Marseille have built a pretty strong squad. And that was as much about getting into the Champions League knockout stages as it was about doing well in League One. So it's a big game for Eintracht Frankfurt. It's a massive game for Marseille. And I just feel that the way Frankfurt are likely to go about the game and how much is riding on this game for both teams, I think there's a good chance we'll see we'll see both teams score. So, yeah, that's my pick on the game. I wouldn't talk anybody out of having a look at over 2.5 goals on the mm-hmm. game, just with the both teams to score. You cover the 1-1 scoreline and, uh, yeah, minus 120. I'm, I'm very happy to take that on this match. Brilliant. Uh, Carlos, let's come back to you. We're sticking with the Portuguese uh, theme. Porto take on Club Bruges. Now, I was looking at this pick when, when it got sent through to me and I look at that group and I look at how good Bruges have been so far and how much they've surprised people. But even still, even with the way that they've played and even with the fact that they've stunned most of the the sort of viewers, I still think that price for Porto to beat Club Bruges is too big to avoid. Was that your thinking? Uh, Absolutely. Of making this? Absolutely. Uh, Porto to win at 2.17. Uh, I'm betting on that every day of the week. Seriously, to beat Bruges, even if it's away. Look, it's uh, it's uh, Porto are... T- and you've Now you've seen this in person. You've been following it closely, Harry. And you know that when Porto are hurt, uh, they come back. They have uh, 
they have something in their DNA uh, that uh, that changes things for them, that uh, makes them react. And uh, they've been beaten down by uh, Club Bruges in what was uh, the most humiliating defeat of Porto in uh, in uh, Champions League history, to be beat at home by Club Bruges 4-0. Wow, that's uh, that never happens, you know. That never happens uh, unless Porto is playing Bayern Munich or one of the German teams where things can go a bit worse than expected. That doesn't happen. And uh, besides that one, that humiliation from Club Bruges. Now they are coming from a Classico weekend uh, where they were also um, not helped by the referee. And we're, we'll go over into our show uh, later on the later in the week. But yeah, they shouldn't have uh, lost that game either. And uh, there was a um, there was a very um, very curious moment after the after the Clasico, and people who follow Porto will know what I'm talking about, and even people who follow Mourinho more than follow Porto will know what I'm talking about. Uh, in the post uh, post match press conference, uh, Sergio Conceição, Porto's coach, answered uh, one question, and in the end, he said. Uh, Basically, he said, "Now we are, uh, yeah, we were. The game was what it was, you know. Congratulations to all the teams and so on. But we will, we are, we are strong and a real fight." He beat his, um, he uh, put his fist on the table, and uh, yeah, and that was it. He left, uh, left the, um, left the press conference. But one hour later, there was on Twitter already a comparison between that press conference and the one press conference from Mourinho after a match against Benfica, which was exactly the same. Mm. You know, it's like, so it's that kind of moment, you know, it's that kind of moment for Porto, they're hurt, and uh, I love betting on teams that are hurt, you know, and Porto gives me confidence, Porto's moment gives me confidence to believe that they can get the win away, you know, um, the group, this this group B is, uh, is still open, you know, uh, Porto can, uh, but Porto can can actually clinch the 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 knockout stage if they uh, if they win and then if they get a bit of a help from Bayer Leverkusen of course yep. uh, so it's you know I, I think that these zero goals that uh, Bruges has conceded in the Champions League as you said that's crazy they have no goals they have no goals conceded in uh, in four matches you know and they played against Atletico and they played against Leverkusen you know and Porto away from home you know I think it's about time they come down to earth in the, the Champions League. You know, uh, they scored seven goals as well, which is a good, uh, actually gives them a good average uh, per uh, per match. Um, but mostly impacted by their win uh, against Porto, of course, with their with their four goals. Yeah, it's not normal for Porto to concede six times uh, in four matches, even if they are playing in the Champions League. It's not, you know. They have no new injuries. They are coming to uh, to the game without Pepe. We've spoken about this, but they have still been very, very consistent uh, defensively. Um, the only change in the Porto side is that João Mario is actually suspended for the Champions League. They're right back, but that will not affect Porto a lot. In fact, that um, Rodrigo Conceição can actually take the right uh, the right back position, or they can go with Pepe, which is one of the most uh, wanted players in uh, in European football right now, to play on the right back position, as they can go uh, with him in the midfield on the right wing. He plays everywhere, man. That guy's uh, hmm. amazing. Yeah, but um, so the way I see this, a draw might put Porto in a shaky position um, because their last match, even though it's at home, it's still against Atleti. You know, and that can create, uh, if they're in a shaky position, 
if it comes down to that, anything can happen. Um, but Porto always come through and they really need to come through. And they are a Champions League club. You know, they have history in this competition. They usually make the knockout stages. So, yeah, a hurt Porto playing away from home against a team that never conceded in the Champions League this season. I'm betting on Porto to win any day of the week at 270. It's, it's written, isn't it? It's written. Mm-hmm. Um, just to clarify, Carlos's odds are in decimals, which is why they're different to what you're going to see <laughs> on the graphic when we round it up. Um, Carlos is a decimals man. Um, so, yeah, don't don't be alarmed if you're hearing one thing and you see something else a little bit later on. Uh, James, let me come back to you. Uh, AC Milan, uh, they face uh, Dinamo Zagreb. How do you see this one going? Yes, they do, Harry. Yes, I'm back in AC Milan here, away from home. I am, I have to admit, a bit of a favourites backer. Steve Wiss, who I do the uh, League One show with, would testify to that. And um, yeah, I, I fancy Milan quite strongly here uh, to win away at Dinamo Zagreb um, in what could be a crucial match for both these two teams. Um, this is in Group E. It's another of these groups which is wide open still. Chelsea, top of this group with seven points. Then you have Salzburg on six points. And then Milan and Zagreb on four points. So both teams in this match will think, yeah, if they lose this, it's it's potentially all over for Europe for them and uh, let alone this competition. So it's a massive match. Um, but yeah, I fancy Milan. They're, they're odds on. They're minus 129 to win. In US odds. So at first glance, you might look at that and think, well, are they worth backing away from home? You know, 100 and minus 129 if they've they've not managed to pull away from Zagreb in the, in the league table. And, I, you know, I do see that argument because it's short odds on them to win away from home. But a couple of factors I, I think are crucial to take into account with Milan is that the only two teams they've actually lost to this season in Europe or Serie A are Chelsea and Napoli. Uh, they're the only two teams they've lost to, and they're obviously top sides. Napoli, that we've all seen in Europe, are doing very, very well. And Chelsea are the strongest team in this group. So if you look at it that way, they've played, you know, they've played 15 matches and they've only lost to those two. And of the other 12 games they've played in both Europe and, and Serie A, they've won nine. So they do actually have Milan, a very good win rate against all but the very top sides, and, and Zagreb are not that. So they have that factor in their favour. And... I think also Milan will look at the the way they won the first meeting between these two teams in the group. Yes, they were at home. Yes, they had that advantage, uh, but they won three one when they played Zagreb. Um, I think they deserved that win. Um, the, the expected goals certainly show they should have won that match, and they did. So I think that also for Milan will probably take some of the fear factor out of this game. They are under pressure if they want to get through this group because they're not in the best position. But I think the way that they played in that first game against Zagreb and particularly the way they were able to create chances in that game will give them plenty of confidence. So it's it's a slightly risky bet, I suppose you could argue, based on the price. But I do feel that class will tell here. And I think that, as I say, Milan's record this season against all but the very best teams um, is, is strong enough for me to back them. Um, and just one other thing to say quickly on this, Harry, if you are looking for an alternative bet, one thing I did look at was over 2.5 goals, which is available at slightly better odds if the minus 129 on, on Milan is too short. Um, you can you can back 100, you can, sorry, you can back over 2.5 goals at minus 107. So you get a little bit more for your money there. And I think the do or die nature of this match for the two teams will probably lead to an open game. And quite a lot of Milan games have been open 
uh, this season. Again, looking across their 15 matches in Serie A and the Champions League combined, uh, nine of those 15 matches have had over 2.5 goals, which is quite a high number. So that would be an alternative. Um, but that, that's not my pick. I'm going with Milan. So they're my strong strong bet in this game to, to get the win. They will need to keep, keep themselves in, in good shape in this group. Good stuff. Yeah, you say do or die. They're obviously uh, Milan. There are a couple of uh, points behind Salzburg who have been a bit of a surprise package in the Champions League as well. I know that, you know, people, you know, have rated some of the work that they've been doing there for a while. But in a group with the Italian champions and with Chelsea to see them sort of sandwiched in between the two sides is is certainly uh, maybe in some people's eyes a bit of an overachievement. And Milan will be looking to put that right. Uh, Let's come back to you, Carlos, for the final pick. And surprise, surprise, it involves a Portuguese team. Mm. Uh, Sporting come to London, hoping uh, to make it another victory over a Tottenham Hotspur side that are struggling at the moment in the Premier League. Um, Talk to us about this one. Uh, I know you are... uh more or less uh, making fun of me because I'm going to the Portuguese teams, but I think you should stick to what you know. No, I, I, I agree with you. Carlos, I agree with you. Thanks. Thanks for breaking me up. I'm not going to give you the context of the group again because James already did it when he spoke about Marseille. So, uh, yeah, we know that at this point, the win gets Tottenham to uh, to the knockout stage, which uh, means that this is actually a key, mo- a key play, a key game for for Tottenham and yes Harry as you said this last uh, during this last week and in the Premier League Tottenham are not doing well they uh, they got uh, the loss against uh, Newcastle they got the loss against Manchester United and how the hell do you do that lose to Man United uh, when United is having so many problems right now uh, on the other hand we have again uh, Sporting that it's uh, you know Portuguese people you know it's like the father you know people are always hurt they always want to get back you know it's the case of Sporting Sporting are now they have they had a lot of problems in the last few weeks and uh, and uh, Harry you know that they were eliminated for the Portuguese Cup uh, from yeah. the Portuguese Cup with a very uh, low uh, way lower quality team um in this last match against against uh in the last, this last match where they actually got the win at home against Casapia um one of the bets that went our way this weekend uh, they had still a lot of problems on the stands. There was a big polemic because they had problems with the police, the main uh, the main group of fans. Um, they were uh, swept by the police. It was a big thing. It was a big problem. You know, again, the structure and the team, they are two separate sides right now, you know. So they are not in a good position mentally. And uh, in, when it comes to stability of the club itself, Sporting are not in a good place. So my bet, I'm going for Tottenham to win and both sides to score at 208 and the other kind of odds uh, you will present in a little bit. Um, yeah, so as I said, the players are with the coach. The players are still with the coach. And what I what I said in our last show in the Primera Liga was that um, I was counting on Sporting to fight back after the Portuguese Cup and that's exactly what they did. I think Sporting will be put in a position in this match that they are not used to being in the Portuguese league. So I believe that Tottenham will control the game. They will have more possession. They will have the initiative of the play. Uh, They will have more shots and so on. But what happens is that Sporting have very... They have um, uh, an offense that is set to counterattack, even though they don't play like that. They have three players... There are wingers. They have Marcus Edwards, Trincão, and Nuno Santos up front, which which are three wings. 
Marcus Edwards is not, it's not a, he's not a, a center forward, not at all. You know, this is like a, a Barcelona vibe when Neymar was there and there were three short guys up front, you know, that's what it is. Um, and this, this, this offense that Sporting has, it's, it's actually built for counterattack. So I believe that in this position that they will be put, where they were going to be, they will have to be lower on the pitch and that they will have to use counterattack as their main weapon. I think that will allow them to get one away. You know, so that's where I come from with my uh, both teams to score. The other thing is uh, Sporting doesn't have much to lose. Okay, they're, they're, they're with six points right now, tied with Marseille. And... Um, they are facing Eintracht Frankfurt in the last um, in the last round of the Champions League, so they have to go for it. I think they're gonna go. They're gonna go and play uh, free football because they don't have the home pressure that they are feeling right now. Even though they are playing at home in Alvalade, they feel the pressure of Portuguese football, of their fans, and what their club is going through. And it's like the Champions is uh, it's a uh, it's a dream. That they're it's playing right now, it's you know? a relief, right? Exactly, it's a relief to play. So I believe that the the absence of pressure that the players will feel by playing in a in, in an amazing uh, in an amazing uh, country, an amazing country of football that is uh, that is the UK and England, um, that will play a role in them. So uh, Tottenham has much better players. They have much better squad. We don't have to be comparing uh, comparing the the salaries of both sides because we all know how it is. Uh, and I believe that they will not miss a chance to go through and to clinch their place in the knockout stage. But Sporting uh, will definitely put up a good contest like they did in the first round. Um, yeah, so I believe that they're going to score a one away from home and uh, Tottenham will still win at 208 and we'll get our pick. Let me ask you uh, one question just before we round up on Sporting at the moment. There's a lot of links suggesting that Ruben Amorim could potentially be coming to the Premier League. Uh, there's a couple of jobs um, that are, well, there is one particular job that's available right now at Aston Villa. We know that the Wolves job is going to be, that position is going to be addressed in the new year. Leeds could be on the verge of sacking a manager as well. And there have been plenty of reports linking Amorim with a move to the Premier League. Do you think that's distracting him a bit? I don't think that's distracting him at, at all. He's the coach that proved that he's absolutely focused on his job. And he's with his players. And the, that's why the players are with him. Because if he was focused on something else, the players would not be on his side. You know, to be honest, I think it's a relief. And it's a, it's something that should happen for Ruben Amorim to leave Sporting. Because any coach that is in that situation, that's not good for anyone. You know, mm. so uh, I believe the only reason that he didn't leave yet at this point, it's because... He also has feels like he has a, a depth to his players that he, he needs to be with the team. And I think that England will be uh, will be his destination, to be honest. Cool. Great stuff. Uh, let's round up the guys' picks then uh, for this week's uh, Champions League action. So James has gone for PSG versus Maccabi Haifa. PSG at minus two and a half on the Asian handicap. That's at minus 122. He's also gone for both teams to score in the game between Eintracht Frankfurt and Marseille. That's at minus 120. And he's gone for AC Milan to beat Dinamo Zagreb uh, uh, at minus at 129. Carlos has gone for Juventus or the draw. And both teams to score in the game between Benfica and Max Allegri's side. That's at plus 197. He's gone for Porto to beat Club Bruges. That's at plus 117. And for Tottenham to win and both teams to score in their clash with Sporting. And that's at plus 
108. As we told you at the top of the show, in terms of the profit and loss on our Champions League show so far this season, we're just about in profit and we're hoping to build on that, of course, this week. Uh, thank you all so, so much for tuning in. Make sure you leave a like on the video. Make sure you subscribe to the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. Get involved with your thoughts in the comments. Follow the guys on the handle at Because We Win on Twitter for all the latest updates. And we'll be back very, very soon with more. Take care. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.